Hey guys, Chris here, just to let you know that this week's show is brought to you in part by Madden 24. Madden 24 has officially been released and there are a giant number of changes to make an already incredible game just that much better. With significant technological improvements, the Madden team has enhanced the gameplay experience, taking it to an unprecedented level of immersion and control. With the new FieldSense technology, ultimate team upgrades, and simple additions to the franchise mode like restructuring contracts, it is true that if it's in the game, it's in the game. Available for all major consoles, the good folks over at EA were kind enough to gift us some digital codes. We're giving away an absolutely crazy 25 codes for each console version, and they're gonna go to the first people to DM us on Twitter. Simply ask for it. It's that easy. Madden for free. Madden 24, available now. You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with hosts Chris Horwadale and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Underdog NFL Show. I'm Chris Horwoodell, joined as always by Mario Hines. Got the cadence a little off today because my my attitude is a little off today, but we're going to fight through it. NFL football is back. I'm excited. Mario, my friend, how are you? I am good. I know what's what's uh, buttering your biscuits. I think I don't know if that's a negative or positive phrase. I would. I'll have to do something about that. But uh, it's, yeah, it's okay. you're the one. If anyone should know, it should be you. <laughs> exactly. This is how the phrases get added to the docket. Is my either great great connection with them or my one step connection to them, where I only vaguely know that they exist. And that, my friend, is that you are scared to root for the Lions. You feel good about them, but you don't want to say it publicly, and that would bother any person butter my biscuit is a derivative of the term putting icing on the cake and means to finish or complete a product with a decorative coating that that makes it less palliative uh it also means to make someone happy oh so it's the opposite of what i meant to interest or appeal to someone hmm it Welcome sucks. back to Appraise the Fringe. Exactly. I'm, I'm your host, Chris Warwardell. I'm joined by 20. <laughs> you did great. You did Thanks. great. How, how, I've never been, by the way, never been invited on the show. But What so do you I mean? Really, I wouldn't really know how it goes. How, how is the program going? It's going swimmingly. We mm-hmm. are 12 episodes into season three. Had a lot of fun guests. A lot of well-known phrases. A lot of um, what a polarizing grades. So it's been going well. I'm I'm looking at the what does uh, buttering your biscuit mean? By the way, uh, safe search got to be on for this one for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. But uh, I'm there is a search result that leads me to Reddit.com backslash r the subreddit ask an American what does <laughs> butter your biscuit mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah. Basically, something that butters your biscuit is the opposite of something that grinds your gears. Grinds gears. Yeah. Homer Simpson. <laughs> great Simpsons episode. Oh, it was a great Simpsons episode. Back when the Simpsons were great. It's still mm-hmm. on, which is crazy. Do you ever do you ever check back in? Do you ever wonder like what's going on? I did, I would say three months ago. Okay. To watch the jokes are closer. Oh, the jokes in that episode that I don't remember at all. Yeah, were closer to the vintage jokes rather than the weird ones that mm. were, you know. But the it's the animation that I just like. Improved animation just is not for The Simpsons. It's weird, right? I I went through because I I as I've said numerous times, I I watch random shows to go to bed, and. <laughs> At one point, I was watching The Simpsons, and I, I was enjoying it up until the point that I got basically through the episodes that I had seen before. Mm-hmm. And and once we got to the new episodes, like one, it just didn't. I didn't have the nostalgia for them. Mm-hmm. And two, the other issue is that you don't really want that kind of thing to go to bed because you don't want a show where you're paying attention. You want something where it's kind of on autopilot. Yep. 
like The Office or Parks and Rec or Mythbusters or Impractical Jokers or 30 Rock or whatever show. Um, so I had to turn it off. But it was nice checking back in. It was nice. Uh, it was nice seeing all of those things that I loved so much as a child and through the lens of a jaded adult. <laughs> through the lens of a jaded adult is the best way to take in nostalgia. <laughs> if you're a happy or relatively, you know, uh, <laughs> well-adjusted, <laughs> non no worries about adult, that here. <laughs> <laughs> then like nostalgia is like, eh, cool. I remember that. Yeah, no worries about that here. <laughs> uh, so I do have, uh, I have BovadaSportsBook.com up in front of us where we find ourselves in week one of the NFL season. It's a very exciting place to be. College football has been a lot of fun. I, uh, I mentioned this last night, but I, I actually think we're gearing up for, and I, and I know we have, we have time to, to cover this, but we're gearing up for potentially one of the most interesting NFL drafts that we've had in a really long time, just because it seems like, you know, we went into the year with with Caleb Williams and Drake May from North Carolina being the, the one and two at the quarterback position, these sort of like super elite prospects. Williams getting Mahomesy hype. And for, you know, as much as I want to avoid the hyperbole, man, he does Mahomesy things. Granted, he does them again. He's done them against, uh, I believe, the 90th and 130th ranked defenses from last season. But Man, there there looks to be like five or six quarterbacks who were legitimate top 20 picks this year. There looks to be, you know, big time position players. The the defense may be a little bit lacking, but it's going to be a fun NFL draft. The college season's been great, and I'm just I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped for the NFL to be here. I am interested to have a discussion about the Detroit Lions with you right now because <laughs> I just okay. Look, I like this team. I I I am the fan of another NFC team, and and I like the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I like the organization. I want them to do well. I just can't shake the feeling that no offense here, they're just a little overrated. Uh, I mean, they are. They have the fourth best odds on Bavada to win the NFC. Whoa. They, they have the they're the favorite to win the NFC North. That's fair. Granted, it's not the strongest division, but I think we're we're underrating some teams because I do th- I don't think there's going to be a terrible team in the NFC North this year. You don't think the Packers are going to be terrible? I don't. And let me tell you, I think that offense is going to be interesting. Uh, I am I am buying low on Jordan Love right now. I think he, you know. <sighs> I have more faith in him than I expected to. Hmm. I like some of the pieces they have on offense. They have a, an interesting and talented young offense. They took uh, the Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrove in the second round. He's going to be a pass-catching option for them. I think Love is going to be solid. Aaron Jones is obviously there. They have talented young wide receivers in Christian Watkins and Romeo Dubs and, and the like. I think they might be all right. Plus, you know, all bias aside, I am a minority owner of that organization. Of course. It all comes out. It <laughs> all comes out. Uh, I think once the competitive nature of the North, which is underrated because of the lack of uh, NFC North domination past their division. Yeah. Um, but the actual fight between the teams is really strong. You have to show up week in and week out. And I don't know if the Packers are that. I can agree with you that they're interesting and that if we're talking about terrible, I guess you're thinking pushover. And I will give you that. They won't be a guaranteed win for whatever that is in the league. But they are fighting for last. I mean, I, I look at an offense that I think is going to be pretty good. I look at a defense, you know, you have Kenny Clark, you took Devontae mm-hmm. Wyatt, you have Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, and Rashawn Gary are, are stars at linebacker. Yair Alexander, a star at corner. You know, I guess the question is, is what we saw last year from Russell Douglas real or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, Darnell Savage is there. The defense looks good. The offense is young and interesting and you know, I think it's going to, I think they're going to sneak up on people. I, you know, I, 
I think they're better than the Bears for sure. And the Bears are another team that I think, hey, they could be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be good, but I think they could be interesting. What is, you know, I've always been a DJ Moore fan. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I guess I would have the Bears to finish fourth above behind the Packers, but I don't know where I fall, Lions, Vikings. I, I do think there's a little bit of underrating the Vikings just because they have not shown up at the end of seasons for the past couple of years. Yeah, and without gr- drastic change, your your mind, our my mind, our minds are telling us what's going to be the difference. Like, what's going to be the difference? They, if anything, they're worse, right? Because they lost. You lost Thielen, who wasn't what, what around, yeah, you know, last year, but still. Um, just these types Dalvin, of things. Dalvin Cook's gone. Dalvin Cook's gone, and that's an important piece. Again, another guy that didn't play week in, week out, but he did show up when he played. Like, let's not forget that he was a key piece of the win over the Lions, the comeback win over the Lions last year. So things like that, you know, I I, I am with you that there's an underrated portion or an overlooking, um, rating to the Vikings here. Like we're not putting them in position to actually win the North. We're bored of them and the lions are the hot ticket. Mm -hmm. I think we are the favorite fourth to win the NFC is overhype. I don't like it. That's what makes me nervous. But again, there's something different about the Dan Campbell lions that I think will meet at minimum the standard. Now who knows how good that standard is compared to the rest of the NFC but that standard's going to win games and likely win the North and the NFC North. Yeah, I mean, look, giving Thielen the credit he deserves, he did have 70 catches last year, but he is very much morphed into like a late career Jarvis Landry kind of player where he's yeah. getting those 70 catches for 680 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's something to be said about being reliable and catching the football when it's thrown in your direction, but he's not the playmaker that he was early in his career. I'm... I'm interested to see what this Lions team looks like, man. Uh, you know, everything we're hearing about how they're going to use Jamar Gibbs is interesting. Uh, you know, third down running back, first, second down wide receiver potentially is what seems like Dan Campbell has hinted at a little bit. David Montgomery is going to get his touches. Uh, Monra St. Brown is there. Uh, what? It, I mean, I guess I guess the question is all going to be, it's good in a way that they don't have to work Gibbs and Jamison Williams into the offense at the same time. You know, the, mm-hmm. the silver lining in the Jamison Williams suspension, but I'm very interested to see what this team is going to look like 10 weeks from now. I agree. I agree. I think I could actually see when, in, when, when we compare it to the hype now, I can see the lions getting off to a relatively slow start. I don't mean by losses, but I think I think people do it if if we're leaning towards what you started the show with. I think people think that this team is going to dominate. Yeah. And Crazy. that's not, that's not that they were winning games last year with the type of play that you can feel confident in. And what I think people took from that is that the Lions are beating teams down instead of what they were feeling was expecting them to lose and then them winning over and over and over again. So that is a recipe for overhype for anyone that's not in the lions community, but for us, us lions fans and to know what to expect. Sure. Come on. I think we, we are in a good place to meet the expectation. I think. Are you at all concerned about the cornerback position? Because I look at this, this depth chart. Mm-hmm. And it's it feels underwhelming to me. I what what is the plan? I guess I guess I haven't kept up with this as much as I should have. But what what is the plan with Brian Branch? Brian Branch is going to be all over. Brian Branch is going to need to be figured out. Similar to uh, geez, I had the comparison and just lost it. So he's playing like a star position. Absolutely. There's who's a he in the last three years he finally found his home defensively. Jesus, can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, he's, it's going to take a minute. If, if you could cut it down just a little bit more than that, I could help you out. But <laughs> is there a team? Is there a position? Yeah, no, no, no. The same positions like safety nickel ish. Okay. Um, 
that first first he, he they started him out playing purely safety and it, and it, it was okay at best. I really wish I could remember who this who this kid was. So it's the reverse CJ Gardner Johnson. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, exactly. So they're going it's going to take a minute but he's so talented that he's going to flash. Um I'm Here's my thing. All right, if you're going to ask me what holes do I expect to see or or defensively not specific to the corner position is momentum, right? Like there was momentum that caught fire with that defense once it finally got over the hump. Yeah. I'm concerned that coming into the season, the the plan to implement is going to be the same. I'm sure that this is going to go well and then not hmm. that we saw last year. Last year, Aaron Glenn was not expected to be being outcoached three, right. four weeks into the season. That was not the case going into last year. And I believe that because that momentum caught fire and the changes were made, that we're just implying and assuming that that's going to continue. But actually, the downtime and for him to do the same thing or the, assuming he would have the same approach, I'd say, to say, like, I know what is best for this defense and yeah. then take a while to make the adjustment once it's not working. That's what I'm afraid of. It's just that we're doing that with better personnel. And by better, I mean those that fit the scheme uh, better this year. So it won't look as terrible, but that's my fear is that there's not going to be a lot of domination coming out. We're going we're gonna to have to, to fix some things, both offensively and defensively, but mainly defensively. Uh, yeah, like, okay. It, it looks to me like Brian Branch is a clear replacement for Gardner Johnson at safety next year. So that you play him wherever you want this year. And then mm-hmm. he, he slides in aside Kirby Joseph, who I love as at the other safety spot, mm-hmm. the corners, the corners scare me. And what also scares me a little bit is the linebackers are very much like 1980s linebackers. They these are not, these are not guys who are dropping back into coverage and being versatile. No, no. And uh, by design, by design, Hmm. <laughs> I actually, truth be told, they must, they must have a plan because this is opposite of what Aaron Glenn set up scheme-wise last year, flying, yeah. attacking downhill, um, relying on, on man coverage or uh, combo coverage. Um, and you're not going to have backers that, one, can create that um, that switch if you're doing a zone blitz, like you don't have those guys. So yeah, you're going to stop the run. You're going to be stout. You're, you're hoping, and I'm assuming you're hoping that your pass rush is strong, which it looks like it will be. And you're going nickel a lot. You're definitely going nickel a lot, pulling one of those guys off the field. Yeah. Like Anceloni and Jack Campbell are, they're solid linebackers against the run who will probably get you 125 to 130 tackles by the end of the year. And they're not going to do a hell of a lot in, in coverage and they're going to be exposed a little bit in coverage. Exactly. And then there's Malcolm Rodriguez. And then, and then there's our guy Rodrigo who is tone setter, but, but let's also say that still some growth in terms of alley uh, finding the alley immediately. Great recovery great natural feel for the past game but um things that we didn't pay attention to because there were other gaping things that i started to notice and then just have been reading up on is that man he um he doesn't get to the spot as quickly as he should he just recovers really well has a natural instinct when the play um has developed already but pre-development yeah Yeah. so hopefully he's fixed that because if that's your guy the one guy you're going to keep on the field again another gaping hole that's going to take adjustment yeah but it it will be interesting it'll be interesting for sure okay like i mentioned bavada does have the lions the favorite to win the nfc north plus 175 they are followed by the vikings plus 270 the packers plus three and the bears plus 375 where are you comfortable lions to win this division super super comfortable well if that's the case you can double down um, potentially parlay it because you have detroit lions exact finishing position bavada has them first plus 145 so 
my money. That's there's my money. Oppor- there. There's opportunities there. There yeah. are opportunities there. I just, how far do you think they go? Because I guess mm. if we look at the stage of elimination props, the favorite would be, let's see, the favorite would be to miss the playoffs, which is interesting considering that they're also favored to win the division. The miss the playoffs prop is plus 140, losing the wild card round plus 270, losing the divisional round plus 365, conference championship 700, losing the Super Bowl plus 2000, <laughs> and to win the Super Bowl plus 2500 at Bavada. <laughs> I mean, the way I'm looking at how things will shake up, I think they can win a playoff game because you got to think. The West likely has a bye team. Yeah. The East will have a bye team. Or maybe they cancel each other out, but I'm assuming no jinx that that won't happen for one of the teams mm-hmm. in the East. <laughs> Shall not say any names. And then that leaves a bunch of let's see what happens. And you've got your like your Seahawks, your Saints ish. I'm sorry. The the by team in the East. Are we talking about the Jets or the Dolphins? Oh, we're we're in the oh, NFC. Oh, you're in the AFC for reasons that are not clear to me. Yes, the East will likely. Yes, it'll be the the Cowboys or the Eagles likely will. Who is yeah. who's your buy in the West? You really? I don't know that there is for sure one. I think the Rams. Might the Niners, the, the mess, Niners, the mess is Niners win that division. Yeah. I hate, oh, look, I don't, I, I think the West is super overrated and every team <laughs> who plays in that division is going to get two free wins because the Cardinals aren't even trying to win. Yeah. That's where I'm like, that's where you get your, your, your bias. Cause I'm looking at these other teams. The South is the team that's going to do what the East typically does. In my opinion, this year, there's going to be a lot of like, whatever, to a lot of these teams, yeah. any team is going to beat any one of these teams, I think, until we see something, except Agreed. for maybe the Saints, maybe, maybe the Falcons with, you know, just playmaking or ability. I like the Bucks. I kind of like the Bucks. I think, yeah. I think Baker is going to have a, I think he's going to have an interesting bounce back year. I wasn't going to put this on paper, meaning recording, but I have. I have a hunch too that he's going to be all right, and it's weird. It's a weird feeling, is why I'm laughing. It feels weird. At this I think stage he, was, of his career. he was he was just so well, at the stage of his career. He's not. We're not like we're talking about an old player here, but I, I know he's obviously been through quite just, a bit. Yeah, what he's been through in his yeah. career. I just think he was he was just broken by what happened those last couple of years in Cleveland. He's mm-hmm. 28 years old for Christ's sake, and put into that position in Carolina last year. Well. Carolina and the Rams last year, where don't forget he won an NFC Offensive Player of the Week. <laughs> Hated this, it. This, despite, by the way, having an identical QBR in both stops last year, uh, QBR, which is just horrible, by the way, 26.3 in Carolina, 26.3 with the Rams. Um, so I think a little stability and the fact that he can look over and see, like, oh, there's Mike Evans. Oh, there's Chris Godwin. Like mm-hmm. this is a good team. The one thing that does concern me about the Bucks and especially early on in the season is the fact that they're switching Tristan Wirfs from the right side to the left side. And to his credit, Wirfs is already going to a sports psychologist about this because I think there's this notion that it's like, oh, you play right tackle, you can play left tackle. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if if that is something you think as a human being, if you're right-handed. For the next week, just do everything in your life left-handed oh my and gosh. see how that goes. Exactly. Come on. It's Come the on. it's the complete mirror opposite. You have to unlearn all of the muscle memory that you have. Everything is completely different. So while it he is in a better position to succeed at left tackle than say you or I would be, it's <laughs> not necessarily a great position. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Give me a break. So yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> but I am Baker's going to look, I'm, I'm excited for football, man. I exactly. I, I, and I'm just bummed out because I know we're going to look up and it's going to be week 15. It happens every year. We're going to be waiting for something that you don't wait for. And then 
the season's over. But I will say, no, no, no. This year, this year, it's not the parody feel. It's not like I'm not like pushing parody here. But what I'm saying is that the re- reformation of some of this stuff is going to happen, and none of it really feels like a drag. Even with the terrible Cardinals, like okay, that makes sense for me. <laughs> um, that I, I was waiting for them to be bad when they were good. Um, mm. You know, AFC wise, like how exciting is the East, the North as usual? Even with without your star studded, you know, names in the North, that you you could make a case that it's star studded, but right. um, without it being top heavy, you got the South who isn't as ridiculous. You know, the Colts are what they are, but you've got interesting things happening in Tennessee with whatever it could be a quarterback battle. You want to root for Jacksonville. Um, and then the you AFC th- you West. You think there's a legitimate quarterback battle in Tennessee? I know Malik Willis had a nice preseason, but I know I think, think, I think, I don't think it'll end up being a, um, I don't think, uh, will leave us. will will be redshirted at all. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't think I so. thought, I didn't buy the hype for him coming into the year. Certainly not like when it was, Oh, he might go three overall. Yeah. yeah, Like there was a reason he got beat out by freaking Sean Clifford at Penn state. Like I just, I've never got that it feeling from Levis. I actually, I would buy more into Malik Willis than I do Levis at this point, but you know, Tannehill is one of those guys who's just, he's gotten to the point where he's just, he's very underrated by people. He's not, he's not a great quarterback, but you realize that he was a good quarterback when you move on from him. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think this quarterback battle is purely not purely, but mostly um, outward, outward attention, outward pressure driven Um, the Tennessee Titans and their fan base probably feel that they Mm. should be, recognized as one of the top teams in the AFC and that's going to pressurize them into that that scenario you just mentioned which is not not appreciating what you have in a relatively steady quarterback a guy that at minimum can fend off <laughs> can fend off a guy that's not supposed to be starting uh yeah. i think Malik Willis like that you mentioned would be a better comp- QB competition i think that the outward the external decision that it appears to be that they moved on from him is also going to play a role in all of this. And so I think the QB battle is strictly going to be created by the fact that we're, we're, we're in the middle of the pack and we shouldn't be. And now mm-hmm. you're going to make your team worse. How do you think new Hopkins fits in on this team? I mean, he's, he's going to do well, relatively well. He's going to, he's a, he's a contested catch guy. He's a high point guy. So he's not like he needs to, fully adjust to the offense or be even be in his best shape. Um, I think he'll make plays and he'll impact drives. Will he impact games? Who knows what they, I don't know what their conversion rate is going to be because I think, I don't know where, where the run game is going to go. I think we saw a decline in the run game last year all around, um, not just blaming Henry. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you can only, Henry was, he was, fine by normal human being standards not amazing by derrick henry standards last year mm-hmm. 1538 yards 349 carries i i do think that they they were wise to pick um tulane running back taiji spears mm-hmm. who i love and wanted in philadelphia so there is a little bit of oh yeah he can he can take a couple of carries off henry's back the thing that concerns me is I don't know if this offensive line is going to be good. They go and they spend some money uh, signing Eagles backup left tackle Andre Dillard away from Philadelphia to go be their starter. They pick Peter Skaronsky in the first round, who, by the way, I think is a flat-out freaking stud mm-hmm. and is going to make some all-pro teams. I just don't know if he's there yet. But past that, you know, Aaron Brewer at center, um, Daniel Bruskill, at right guard and and Browns cast off Chris Hubbard at right tackle. Like oh, the tackle positions are not good here. Yeah, yeah. Which will, it's going to intensify that how how poorly or how lackluster that quarterback position plays. There's going to it's a lose-lose for whoever's whoever's back there. Or and just a lose. Whoever's in the backfield. 
Exactly. I just think we see a drop off, um, but it's an interesting drop off. It'll be finally, okay, what are they going to do next? What Because we believe, me, I'm speaking for every NFL person mm-hmm. out here who's watching, we believe in, in Vrabel. We believe. So it's not a, is it time? Is, is, is it time up? It's going to be, oh, how's he going to adjust to to make this team what the expectation is, which is competing in the South where right now it's up for grabs. You're going to let the Jaguars do that's assuming the Jaguars maintain their trajectory, but you know, it's just fun. Football is going to be fun this year. Yeah. I'm looking at God. They're just overwhelmed by props and futures at Bavada. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for a, uh, a over under total for Deandre Hopkins catches the season. If I were to set it at 82, where would you go? I'd go under. Really? Even yeah. even knowing, I think he had, what, 64 catches last year in nine games where he was Damn. basically force-fed the ball by Kyler? Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get force-fed the same rate. I mean, you got to think of the offense they were in. Um, I think he's running into the same struggles of of – productivity in terms of the offenses output and how many chances they get offensively to reduce that to those plays not being mostly pass plays and i just think it might you might get a 70 catch 73 catch season okay okay i want honesty from you here my friend i'm looking at detroit lions specials (laughs) and we're gonna go from the highest number to the lowest number here and i want to know would you wager $100 of your child's college fund on mm-hmm. this particular special or not? Here we go. We're going to start out all the way at the bottom, plus 20000 at Bavada. Detroit Lions to have a perfect 20-0 season. Oh, yeah. No, no. Rue's keeping that in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> we drop all the way from plus 20000 to plus 6000 Detroit Lions to score one plus rushing touchdown in every regular season game. Oh yeah, sorry, Rue. We take we, we trust Daddy here. Trust that's daddy. Not, that's all you what. That's not well. That's not bad for oh. plus six thousand. No, not at all. Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions same number of regular season points allowed plus five thousand. That's tough. I'm not as versed, well versed as I should be on Minnesota's defense to say that they will give up as many points as us or not. Okay. But Fine. but the improvement overall from week 1 to week 18 says to me that we can bet this. I, you're gambling with your child's future here. Um <laughs> All right. After that we have Jared Goff to score 5 plus rushing touchdowns in the regular season. Plus four thousand. Oh man, this is it's cheating gonna, to ask. How many did he have last year? I don't even. I was literally about to ask you in your head how many do you think he had? Three. I'm, at, I'm, at the okay, most. I'm only gonna tell you after you answer the question. Three. Three at the most. Okay. So so you would go what with this? I would not go for it because I don't. No. No. Jared Goff has not had a rushing touchdown since 2020. Okay, good. Like, I don't even remember. I just went three because it's a prop. Like, it must have happened. If it's- <laughs> he, he has never had a rushing touchdown with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I've, I don't recollect a QB sneak or any type of scram. Like, I don't, none of it. So, yeah, it makes sense. I'm going <laughs> to. Yes, it has not happened. All right, we are, we're here. Uh Detroit Lions to be undefeated in the NFC North regular season games plus 2,000. Yeah, I just I just got through talking about how much fight it takes in the North, and yeah. I just don't think any team gets out. It's hard to sweep your division regardless of how good you are. Exactly. Detroit Lions two-plus touchdowns in each regular season game plus 2,000. I'm going with this, man. Okay. Detroit Lions to win all, well, here, this is exactly the same question as the one before, just phrased slightly differently. Detroit Lions to win all six division games, plus 1,500 here for some reason when you can get it for plus 2,000 just below. <laughs> in, ca- in case you're starving to gamble. Um, and nah, you can't man. parlay these, so like, I have, there's no incentive to take it at plus 15 over plus 2,000. Yeah, right. Uh, Detroit Lions to score one plus passing touchdown in every regular season game, plus 750. So two. Mm-hmm. No. 
Jared Goff, 500 plus passing yards in any regular season game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we, I think we, I think we, we, we strike gold at least once. Okay. Follow up question. In 2022, what do you think the highest total number of yards Jared Goff had in any game? And, and I will give you the hint that this is the highest num- total number of yards he had in any game as a Detroit Lion. Yeah, I think maybe like 380. That's very close. 378. That is an excellent guess. Uh, unfortunately, Wheel of Fortune rules say you did go over. <laughs> so it's a Wheel of Fortune. Is a, I don't know what that is. Wheel that Fortune, is the right? other one. The Price is Right. Price is Right. It has a wheel as well. I haven't, haven't watched enough daytime game shows to, uh, to have this. So... Okay, so you think the offense is just this is it's going to click this year, and he will think, manage to yeah. throw for two hundred and thirty-one more yards, two hundred and twenty-three more yards than he is thrown for as a lion. Yeah, the offense is better is is built for more uh, higher scoring, quicker scoring than it was last year. Even when when that that lightning struck, you okay. know, it's still slower. Amonra St. Brown to score ten plus receiving touchdowns in the regular season plus five fifty. What do he have? Seven last year. Am I allowed to ask? I, I will answer it immediately after you tell me. <laughs> if I'll do it, 10 plus, that's, I mean, that's too great of a season for for what I think we're trying to do, um, even though I think he gets close. But I'm going to go no here. Seven was very close. He had six last mm-hmm. year. He has 11 for his career in 33 games as a Lion. Yeah, yeah. 10 plus is tough. It's a big jump. Yeah. David Montgomery to score 10 plus rushing touchdowns in the regular season plus 425. I think that's where he eats. I think that's why why he he wanted an opportunity to uh to replicate that uh damn easy come easy go as far as the running back lad. Why can't I remember his name? He did us he did us well. Oh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams. I think he 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 can he thinks he can replicate that and then some in terms of um production. So I think yeah. David Montgomery has never had 10 rushing touchdowns in a season. That's fair because it's a different That's scenario. Though. surprises me. Does it? In, in my head, I would have thought he had a 10-year just because Montgomery's the he's the bruiser. He's the guy Chicago you give the stunk, goal man. On. I know they, they stunk, but like he was their best player. Somebody had to score. He had four four years where he was, I guess, okay. David Montgomery might be a modern day Eddie George kind of player a little bit. <laughs> Montgomery, like I know he he kind of like burst onto the scene as a rookie with eight eighty nine uh, mm-hmm. in twenty nineteen six touchdowns. Obviously catches the ball pretty well too, so you know can can help you in that aspect. But he was three point seven yards as a rookie, four point three, three point eight four. So that's not great. No, 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 no. No, our scheme's gonna do wonders for him. Imagine, yeah, Jamal Williams with a little bit, a little bit more thump. Okay, Detroit Lions to reach the NFC Championship game plus three twenty-five at Bavada. Man, this is the one where all things must go right for us to get there. And yeah. when does that ever happen? <laughs> Unless you're Tom Brady, the great state of Michigan. Exactly. Of Michigan. <laughs> so no. Did you see that? Um, Excuse me, the Manning cast is adding a third person. Yes, yes, yes. Did yes. you did you see the trailer they released for today, like the kind of joke trailer? Yeah, I saw the Tom Brady one. I don't know if there's a new one, but I definitely saw the Tom one. Is that their way of saying it's going to be Tom Brady? I think so. I think so. Or their, I, their way of getting us to see if it's Tom Brady, because I don't know. Tom's pretty busy. And does okay. Question before I say this: Does Peyton yeah. have a stake in any NFL team currently? Yes, I believe he owns part of the Broncos, doesn't he? Could be. If that's the case, then I de- I will not rule out Tom Brady. If that's I'm looking case. it up, Peyton Manning ownership stake. Uh, ownership Broncos have officially approved by the Broncos. Let's dive deep into the ties. No immediate pain. Peyton Manning is now part owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, that doesn't... Does Peyton Manning have enough money to buy the Broncos? <laughs> I can't imagine he does. I Maybe he doesn't. I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. And if that's the case, then I don't think 
Tom's the right person for this. Yeah, I did wonder, because obviously he has a stake in the Raiders now, mm-hmm. but I think the the bigger issue in my head was, doesn't he have a contract with Fox? Didn't, like, we just kind of ignored that. And Brady's like, yeah, I appreciate you giving me $30 million a year, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody, though, if anybody, it's Tom. If anybody that's going to say yes, like it's he has one waiting with Fox, like, hey, man, hey, I'm going to go be on this Manning cast, too. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, I'm just gonna be on. I'm gonna be a football announcer on two channels. Yeah, oh, and you by and by the way, guys, don't worry about it. I know I said I was too busy to call games for you this year at Fox <laughs> as on your number one team. By the way, I'm gonna go hang out with Peyton, and we're gonna yeah. call some games on Monday Night Football. That's cool, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah, don't worry about it. And this, and this is written channel, in a text. No conflict. <laughs> yeah, this is not even a phone call. This is a text. It's like Giselle said it was fine. She said it was fine. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> I don't know, man. Um. He's a weird dude. Showed up in a Mr. Beast video like two months ago. Tom is. <laughs> he really wants to be young and hip. Yes. Yes. I think f- football. He was he's wired for football. For, he, let me more specific. He's wired to be a quarterback. Right. Like yeah. he was just built for that. But strip that away. And he's a no offense to anybody listening from the West, West, West. But. He's a kooky California kid, man. Like he's, he's that through and through. He's a surfer kid that, yeah. And he's like, he's gaunt at this point. Yes. He, every, every single time you see him, he he looks like he lost 20 more pounds. I really, and I think he's knee deep in Hollywood culture. I don't know if he's actually in Hollywood, but like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, where are we? Jared Goff, 300-plus passing yards in eight regular season games. Eight-plus regular season games, plus 330. One more time. Goff, Goff to have 300 or more in eight or plus. Eight? eight or more ah, damn it. Nah. No, 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 no. Not what Jamar Gibbs, 75 rushing yards in eight or more games. Eight-plus games. That's hard to harder to do than it sounds. No, no. Especially if you're not really a running back. Exactly. No, man. Uh, Amonra St. Brown, 175 plus in any individual game this season. I think he can pull that off. So, yeah, I, I bet. Sorry, Ru. I wonder what. Well, if you if he, does, I thought he did win, that. You're winning him money. So, his high to this point is 122. And that came uh, just before Thanksgiving against the Bills in a tough loss. Mm, yeah, that loss was tough because we were supposed to win. He was a rookie last year, right? Or was he? No, no, he played two years. Hmm. Uh, that that is still as high. Yeah, that is. He had two hundred yard games as a rookie. They were the last two games of the year against Seattle and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. any Detroit Lions player to have twelve plus regular season rushing or receiving touchdowns? Mm, I mean, yeah. Okay. Go, Who do you think gonna, it is? I'm gonna go. Montgomery. I think he's gonna he's okay. gonna get he's gonna score for us. Jared Goff to throw thirty plus passing touchdowns in the regular season plus two hundred at Bavada. What do you have last year? Jared Goff, I will tell you immediately after you answer this question. <laughs> I thought I thought I got you being friendly. Uh thirty plus this year. Oh man, it's like <laughs> it's so possible. It's just this depends on what offensively they're trying to do and your answer is yes he had 29 last year there we go okay cool we're doing it that is a very achievable goal the golf 4500 regular season passing yards and uh, amonra st brown eight plus regular season touchdowns eight plus uh it's the plus that's that's rocking with me yeah everything else one and nine yep Nah, I can't do it. I like it all, though. I like everything else. Goff, 400-plus passing yards in two-plus individual regular season games. Three games? Yeah, he can do that. Detroit Lions to beat the Green Bay Packers on the road and at home in the regular season, plus 150 at Bavada. Yeah, we sweeping them boys. Yeah. Don't talk about my team that way. (laughs) Marvin Jones or Jamar Gibbs to have 1,000-plus regular season yards from scrimmage. Thousand plus from screen. Yes, I think that's what we're trying to do. Okay. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, twelve plus regular season sacks, plus one ten at Pavada. Nah, 
I don't think so. I don't know what he had last year. I can't remember, but no. I think he had double figures. I I am very much buying in on Aiden Hutchinson, by the way. You wanted I, to last year. You wanted it was it wasn't a wait and see, but it was like a how big. No, I I, I very much he had nine and a half last year. Yeah, I don't know if he does. He goes crazy, crazy. I think he meets that again. Yeah, I very much wanted to. You know, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was the safest player in the draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys that just dumb lucked into the the hometown kid who is probably the best player. Absolutely. The uh, Amonra St. Brown or David Montgomery would have twelve hundred and fifty plus regular season yards from scrimmage, minus one ten. Either one of them. Yep. I can buy it. Detroit Lions to score one plus touchdown in every regular season game, minus one fifty. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson to record 10 plus sacks in the regular season, minus 200. So we're taking it down two or three, basically. Two. Well, two. Two. Because he needs the 11. Uh, 11's closer to what I would expect. Like, yeah, I'll go with that. And the final thing we have Detroit Lions' longest regular season winning streak. The over under is three and a half over minus 145 under plus 110 at the Offended. Of course. What's We're in, good team. What was it going to be? 15, 16? Yeah, I want it to be 10. All right. Well, I'll take, <laughs> I will, if you want to put those odds up, I will, <laughs> I will pound. No, we can under. string off a six in a row, man. We can string off a six in a row. I'm not doing, nah, come on. Well, we have, Campbell, we had like seven last year or something crazy. Like Danny that. Campbell biting, uh, biting kneecaps to get yeah, those seven in bro. a row. Yeah, come on. I don't know. Was it seven last year? I think we had something crazy like six or seven. Yeah. I'm looking it up. You had the Lions' longest winning streak last year was three games. Oh, <laughs> it was did, okay. No, we had it, seven. Out, we had we had six out of seven. You did have six out of seven, it, and you and you had eight out of nine. Yeah, it or, was crazy. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, it got crazy, man. It got crazy. It felt like yeah. And one of them was probably like the Bills or something. <laughs> the Bills was the twenty-eight to twenty to twenty-five loss right before Thanksgiving. Maybe on Thanksgiving. It was. It was on Thanksgiving. And then you had the just terrible loss to the a Panthers team that wasn't even trying right before, on Christmas Eve. That, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Where Jared Goff was the leading rusher on the team with fifteen. Yeah, years. that was a terrible game to watch. Amon Ra went down again. It, um, Swift went down. It was weird. It was a stupid game. Sorry, that one made me mad. It made me so mad. As it should have. All right, let's. PJ Walker too, right? No. Let's. I think it was. Uh, who is who is now the on the Browns practice squad? How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the let's get our picks in for this week, real quick. Let's do it. And, and it all starts with Detroit Thursday night football. Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of questions about what's going on in Kansas City. Half that offense is hurt. Thursday night, eight twenty. Bavada has the Chiefs minus four and a half. So if you want to dig up me tweets, mm-hmm. or if, I'm calling them tweets. If you want to dig them up, I said a while ago when this was announced. To my Lions fans, a Chiefs win does not a NFC North division winner make. Like, so I'm saying this with that in mind. They will lose. I'm not buying any of this stuff from the Chiefs. I'm not saying guys aren't hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they're going to play. They're going to be you, ready. You think Kelsey's going to play? I think Kelsey's going to play. I think oh, Kelsey's going to contribute. I don't, I don't think you risk Kelsey in this game. Bone bruise. I don't know. Here's my thing with that. It's such a hyped game, and the league is this. The league is momentum, and I don't know. Maybe Andy Reid feels that good about what they got going on, but you risk overcoming that. Well, the other element, I think I saw that they are they were like the number one ranked team against as a, the pass rush win rate with Chris Jones in the lineup and 28 without him. And they just finalized that shit, right? No, there's a Bosa signed today. Oh, that's okay. Good for him. All right. I mean, I, look, look, look. No. Nick. No. Bosa. No. No. Lions aren't going to win. Good game, though. It'll be a good game. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commanders. What a way to kick off the 2023 season <laughs> proper. Bavada has the Commanders minus seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me let me start by asking <laughs> you this question. Can you name the two starting quarterbacks in this game? Exactly. I'm like, okay, how do I even analyze this? I think it's Sam House. Um, I love Howell. Sam. I, I, can I tell you, no joke, I 100% love Sam Howell. 
If you want to, if you want to go back, well, if somebody, no, I remember. Hack, somebody wants to hack in and go into my texts, you'll see me texting people very angrily when uh, the, the, the Redskins, the then Redskins took Hal with then their pick in the fifth round. Cause I thought that guy got so unbelievably screwed. He came into that, that season, potential number one overall pick after Correct. losing Michael Carter, Jr., Javante Williams, Deami Brown, and another mm-hmm. receiver who I can't remember to the NFL draft, yeah. plus most of his offensive line. Correct. Th- then he goes, he's playing on a very young team with a bad offensive line, reinvents himself as a running quarterback, runs for almost a thousand yards. And we're like, oh, he's a fifth round pick now. Like, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still very good. And he actually flashed last year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that alone, there we go. That endorsement alone outside of the Cardinals. No, shout out to, to Dobbs. The but we don't even know if it's Dobbs yet. No, they named him the starter today. Oh, did they name him the starter yeah. today? I didn't see yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, like literally like probably two hours ago. Congratulations to Josh Dobbs for beating out Clayton Toon for the starting quarterback <laughs> Clayton position. Kershaw might as well be. Kershaw's got a better arm, I assume. Correct. Although, don't get him in the postseason. Ha ha. Wow. <laughs> Taking Clayton Kershaw catching strays. On the yeah, show this, week. this is an NFL show. <laughs> Look, if you, you, don't want, you don't want the smoke... <laughs> you know, show up, Clayton. For I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> and thanks for thanks for listening. Yes. Uh. So yeah. So Washington minus seven. Yes, sir. All right. The Carolina Panthers take on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, and uh, the Falcons minus three and a half at Bovada. Oh, NFC South coin flip season begins. I flipped the coin. I'm actually going to go Falcons here. Buying or selling on Desmond Ritter? Selling. Me too. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. A lot of talk that Joe Burrow might be near a contract extension that's going to make him the highest paid player in NFL history. It could be announced in the next couple of days. Cleveland plus two and a half at home. Yeah, Cleveland take this L at home and figure out what you got going on. Um, Bengals, I still just think, steps towards elite. So, yeah. Forget that the, that team was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. It, it doesn't doesn't seem right. It doesn't register at all. They feel like it felt like they jumped a couple of steps and got there and then kind of had the water finding its level season last year. Exactly, exactly. Like your AFC championship contenders, you need to figure out what to do to get to the Super Bowl, even though you got to the Super Bowl already. <laughs> yeah. The Houston Texans head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada has the Ravens' biggest line of the week, minus ten at home. Love this line. I think we are pleasantly or not surprised by uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and um, uh, Lamar Jackson's connection and chemistry off top. That's funny. I saw an I saw an article later earlier. I saw <laughs> I saw an article in the future that um, Beckham was on a list of a guy of guys who were not going to have comeback seasons from on ESPN. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. He works too hard, man, at, at very minimum. Like, the guy's a hard worker. I'm not taking that away from him. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the, the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bavada has the Colts plus five at home. Hey, do you remember the 98, 97 Jags? Who who can forget? Exactly, right? Let, let's get back to that level of, of respect. So this is the start of that. Jags win big. My favorite part about the Jags in the offseason was uh, was Dougie P cutting his son. That was great. <laughs> like, that is just freaking, that's cold-blooded. Like, you got to be better, son. I'm going to teach you how to be better. See you at um, home. I was, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it looks like he is back on, he must be back on the practice squad. But let me, okay. Your, your father is coaching an NFL team. Mm-hmm. And you're trying out for said team. He cuts you. Are you going back to that team in the practice squad? Because I feel like that locker room will give you shit till the day you die. I think I need that for a year. I need that for a year. One, character building, character development. And also... I have suggested that maybe you needed some character development. And it's it's tracking. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing I actually would rather not hear is some other team tell me, go back to your daddy, son. So let me get this. Let me let this settle for a year within my own locker room. And then, yeah, that's fair. 
the uh, Las Vegas Raiders head to Denver, take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos minus three and a half at home. Believing in Sean Payton over Russell Wilson. So I'm going to agree here. Go Broncos. You hear Sean Payton's just uh, basically telling Russell Wilson he needs to cut cut out the diva shit. Stop it. And I, I'm glad it's coming from somebody that is about what Sean Payton is about, which is like, I'm trying to win. I'm not trying to look like I want to win. Yeah, but Sean Payton this. is kind of a diva head coach. He is. He is. But like the grit, like Sean do Payton. Do as I say, not as I do, motherfucker. Ironically, ironically, Sean Payton is more Greg Williams than some other coach who is kumbaya-ish. Can't name one at the time, at, at the moment. But Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson actually is a people's person, man. And I take it as Sean, you're rubbing Sean Payton the wrong way with this. Who gets it? Yeah, calm down. The San Francisco 49ers head to Pittsburgh, take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers plus two at home. Steelers upset here. I hate to say it. Steelers upset here as the Niners figure out that, like, oops. <laughs> oops. Yeah. I'm, I mean, good luck, Sam Darnold, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the defense is going to be really good, but uh, yeah. yeah, good luck. Look, I like, you know, I like Sammy D. I'd love for there to be a turnaround here. I had a nice preseason. Don't feel confident. Although, also, Same. I think the Steelers are a tiny bit underrated going into the Correct. year. I think Pickett's going to be a lot better. I think that Correct. offense is going to be a lot better. Yeah. Plus, they signed Isaac Sayamalu from the Eagles. So, offensive line locked down. Yeah. Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Minnesota, take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus five and a half. The crazy thing about it is that as much as this underrated Vikings talk you were spewing, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers win here. I think the Buccaneers spewing. are better. Yeah, better position. I was also here. spewing underrated Bucks talk, so really co- covering all. You my are, yeah, 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 yeah. Way to, way to, way to hedge. I'm nothing if not a professional hedger. The <laughs> Tennessee Titans travel to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints minus three. Let's go Saints here. Okay, let me let me set an over under for you. For actually, let's go into let's go into the individual props for this game and see what we can find. Because mm. I want. A little Derek Carr prop. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. There. Got a lot of anytime touchdown scores. Derek Henry minus money, as you would imagine. Come on. Just give me some freaking Derek. Let me give me some Derek Carr stuff. Why you got to be difficult? Uh, Derek Carr. Okay. I guess this, can, this is a rushing touchdown. Derek Carr plus Derek Henry. I don't know. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the prop myself here. Yeah. Um, if I were to set, given that Alave is there, given that they'll eventually get Kamara back, and allegedly, the the their diva wide receiver has uh, his his toe in line this preseason, and Mike Thomas looks like Mike Thomas again. <laughs> 4,750 yards is the over-under passing yards for Derek Carr this year. Derek Carr can't wait to throw for 4,800. So, yeah. I, I think he's going to have a giant year. Yeah, like he can't wait to do this. If nothing else, he can't wait to play with this team. And I'll tell you, steal money here. The uh, the over-under for individual passing yards for DC in this game, 244.5. Come on. Come on. The NFL set up for him to do that. So, let's, that's, that's aside from him having a good game. Yeah, like Malik Willis <laughs> might throw for two forty four. Exactly, like chill out. Yeah, like you said, easy money. Um, yeah, minus one fifteen, but you still want to take the free money. Yeah. Where are we at? Here, the Green Bay Packers head to Chicago, take on the Chicago Bears. Bavada has the Bears minus one. Oh, this one's hard for me. I think they both stink, but I think that the Bears have ready-made success. Um ahead of the Packers in week one. So give me, I'll take it. I'll take the, the win by a field goal. Safety. <laughs> uh, Rams Seahawks has been taken off the board. I assume that's because it just came out. The Cooper cup has been ruled out. So I'm going to reset this line here. Dolphins chargers, uh, Dolphins in LA to take on the chargers. Bavada has the chargers minus three chargers start off slow here going dolphins. All right. Over under on games played by Tua Tonga Valoa this year. Uh, I'll, I'll set it at 11. I think he plays 
17 games this year. I hope so, man. I really hope mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles head to New England to take on the New England Patriots. Jalen Rager, Matt Corral, and the New Ooh. England Patriots. Also, Nelson Aguilar, I believe, is there, isn't he? Or yes. No, he's in Baltimore now. I don't know. It's really yeah, not he's important. In Baltimore. He's in Baltimore still. <laughs> the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, man. Good times. Gotta love him. Wonder, wonder where Freddie Mitchell's up to. Anyway, Patriots plus three and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I don't know if it was fake news or what, but like... There was talk about Patriots knowing exactly what to do against the Eagles. I hate it. I hate the talk. Give me Eagles to win decidingly. The Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the New York football Giants. Bavada has the Giants plus three and a half at home. Ooh, People, you, I think included, since you said the Cowboys might get a buy, have been buying into the Cowboys offseason setup. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still a dad believer. Okay. I think that Saquon playing for monies, playing for his, playing for his livelihood. Week yeah, but one, it, it, it works in his favor. I don't, I can't, talk, I can't speak to the whole season. Week yeah. one, it works in their favor. I'm going Giants here, man. Can I tell you a weird thing that has happened? I guess over the course of the off season for me is, I think I like Daniel Jones now. Welcome. I, he did. He hasn't done anything wrong except be kind of good and was overdrafted. Well, that's right. all he's he, done he, wrong. He's massively overdrafted, and like, yeah. he's he. I just I like his attitude. He's just like he's very even keeled. He just wants to play football. He doesn't buy into the shit. Yeah. Like he and he's gotten so much shit and taken it so well. Yeah. I think, I, think I like Daniel Jones now. Thank you. Ready to come around, man. Giants, I can't believe you're a Giants fan now. Is what you just said? Oh, big Giants fan, yeah, yeah. Love, love, <laughs> love big, go big blue. Gonna, I think, I think, I think we can finish third in the division this year. <laughs> yeah, the way you're talking, the way you're talking. The Monday night game, the Buffalo Bills head to New York to take on Aaron Rodgers and those New York Football Jets. Bavada has the Jets plus two and a half at home. Aaron Rodgers aside, yeah. Aaron Rodgers aside. And Eagles aside, the Jets are my unofficial Giants team. aside. <laughs> the Jets are my unofficial favorite team. Why? Hard knocks? No, 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 no. I mean, it, one, like, so I'm rooting for Sauce in a way that I haven't rooted for an individual fair. player in a while. Um, but I also really, really like Wilson. I mm-hmm. really, really like Sala. I, I, yeah. just, I, you know, the, just the Michigan connections are strong, but just like if I was to like a team the way they are, if I was a young kid finding a team, it would be the Jets team. Aaron Rodgers aside, now I actually get to see and expect that play to be relatively consistent. All mm-hmm. right, going Jets, not going Jets here, but like very excited to watch the Jets. They lose to the Bills though. Garrett Wilson is is refreshingly, uh, he has a refreshingly good attitude. He's a football – like, he's – how do I – he uh, – oh, careful. Like he, how, he, he was asked that question. He's a football player's player, man. Yeah, he was asked that – like, he was he was asked that question this week where he's just like, you know, he was alluded to – he was called a star, and he's like, I'm not a star. I haven't done anything yet. We haven't Come won on, anything. Man. Yeah, like, like he's talented. Yeah. It's, it's funny because the Ohio State wide receivers are – Michael Thomas aside – are, like, as good guys as their defensive backs are bad guys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, this is <laughs> there should be a podcast on that alone. Yeah, well, Eli Apple, we could just follow him around every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plenty of stuff. By the way, if if people don't know what's going on in Eli Apple's oh life right now, just go ahead and Google, Google that because it's not good. Ugh. Uh, I don't want to. No spend one's rooting any, for him. No yeah, I don't. I don't really want to spend any time talking about yeah. that. But uh, yeah. no, Garrett Garrett Wilson's just a good guy. Look, I, I love I love Sauce. I know you you have a personal connection. Mm-hmm. I just I do wonder if the attitude's gonna rub me the wrong way at some point because there is a there is a real cockiness there that you have to have I guess to be an elite player at that position. I I you know I thought he was the best individual football player in that draft, but that mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and I think he's probably the best cornerback in football already. Mm-hmm. But. Man, I wonder if that he can't attitude, fail. I get it. He can. I wonder if fail. that attitude's gonna rub me the wrong way at some point. I get you. 
I get you. And um, that's really him. Uh, I would oh, say I don't think that it's an act. no, it's not all an act, and it's also not. Mal- he's not. I, I don't know if I'm defending him or, but it's just like <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying though, because there is a lot of um, even from me and people like shut up, sauce. There's like that, like you're waiting to say that, but you might mm-hmm. smirk while you say it. So yeah, I just know you can't fail if when you're the type of guy that, that he's making himself to be as a player, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a profile. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't mess up. All right. Well, one week of picks in the books. The NFL has returned. We've get uh, we get real football in about twenty five hours from when we're talking right now. Incredibly exciting, Mario, my friend. It's been uh, it's been fun to be back. Can't wait to do this again next week. And uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show for Mario Hines, Chris Hordo. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.